Hello, I'm William Campbell, and this is The Real View. Let's talk. So this week's been a whirlwind of events in the world. I'm going to talk you through the whole week. I'm going to start doing this when I just, you know, delve into the weekly news instead of doing big topics. I'm just going to do the weekly news and my weekly opinions on it. So let's get right into it, folks. So, we started off the week with the Trump baby. Now, for anyone who doesn't know what the Trump baby is, this uh, British protesting group created this big blimp that was Donald Trump with a massive diaper on it. That Trump baby becomes part of the London Museum collection. It's part of a protester's collection and it is now being handed over to that collection to be displayed for anyone to see i find that quite funny like but it's also it's quite good that it's going in a museum to mark how us brits like to protest we have the probably the most creative (laughs) ways of doing things around here and you know it just shows how bad this presidency actually was and that there was worldwide protest not just in the us but here in the uk as well about Former President Trump, well, former, you know how nice that is, former President Trump, not President Trump, former, the 45th president, not the current, the former, it's just so nice, so yeah, that that baby becomes part of a collection now, <laughs> his presidency will go down in shame and now he has to look for the rest of his days that a big baby blimp of him is part of a collection in a museum. It's quite funny. You know, Tuesday, it was Trump's last day, full day in office, and he is set. He was set out to pardon over a hundred people, including his former strategic White House person Steve Bannon, and he did so. He issued up to a hundred pardons on the last day in office, including Steve Bannon, which I think he shouldn't have done that to him for what he'd done. He cheated the Trump base out of 25 million. You know what? Somewhat may is their fault, but also not because they said that it was going to be part of the border wall. Um, But using one million of that, he used it on himself. Personal expenses. Holidays, parties, shopping, which it's quite a, it's quite disgusting. How can you forgive someone, yet alone pardon someone for doing something like that, especially to your own supporters? So his last day went down in something quite horrible by pardoning people that really shouldn't be pardoned, but at least he didn't pardon himself. <laughs> Imagine if he'd done that. That would be in political dynamite, setting a bad president for the future presidents to come. It's it's just pretty it's just bad. <laughs> at least he didn't do that. Thank God he didn't do that. UK news as well. Ministers are halting the daily COVID tests for school pupils in England. Now 
This is as the UK Medicines Regulator hadn't authorised the daily use of rapid tests as an alternative to self-isolation. Um, you know what? I'll give him it. The plan did have some good asset aspects. I've always agreed that everyone from the start of this pandemic should have been able to get tested at least once or twice a week without showing symptoms. It would have stopped the curve. It would have helped a lot more people and we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in today and not a lot of, a lot of people would still have been infected but not as much there would have been a dynamical shift on people self-isolating because you could just go and book a test without having symptoms it just seems a lot a lot better. And testing secondary school kids at this point is the only way, you know, to get them back in the classrooms and get them back into in-person learning, not behind a screen. It doesn't work. It's not working. They haven't got a clear plan. The academies and secondary schools have just been given, has just been given nothing to work with. Thank goodness we have Chromebooks of other kids have Chromebooks because if they didn't they'd be screwed to say the least in the primary schools that's a different story that's that's a completely different story that I'll touch on later date because compared to when I was in that age group the stuff that they're teaching them nowadays is just not on it's not not um sufficient enough Also, it was the day before Joe Biden was inaugurated and he headed to Washington, D.C. to be sworn in as the 46th president in a time where America could be more divided. He left Delaware, his home state, which he had a speech before he left to Washington, saying that Delaware always been in his heart and he was honoured to have served as their senator. And dedicated his son that day as well who died of glioblastoma which is a rare brain cancer back in 2015 and he said that it shouldn't have been him getting sworn in tomorrow it should have been his son and he's been sworn in as the 46th president and his son died when he was 46 it's Finally, it's time, you know. And Joe Biden's inauguration is not going to be like past ones. No pomp, no big crowds, just him, family, former presidents and first ladies, lawmakers, and the Supreme Court justices, along with special music guests. Now, on Wednesday, I have had real hope and excitement that the Trump presidency was coming to an end. Because for too long, it's caused too much hate and divide in the US, which has affected the whole world. His presidency was not normal. It was not like any other presidency. It was tying relationships with allies and coming out of agreements and organizations, which are all important to the world and the world functioning and he just came in and went, 
Nope. So, on that day, I was happy that it, he was no longer going to be president. Here we are. Biden sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. You know, this was a day celebrated across the world. And quite frankly, it was a history-making day. Joe Biden's cabinet will be the most diverse and the most American-looking cabinet that any U.S. president has ever had. Kamala Harris, the first African, Indian-American female to become VP. And just female in general. The first one. Every other one before her male. Now, that's not something good for women to look at and girls to look at and go, I can be this and I can be that because she was able to do it. Then that's a day to go down in history. And Joe Biden as well, only the second Catholic to become president of the United States, JFK being the first. I'm the oldest one to assume the role of president, commander-in-chief and leader of the free world. But he has the experience. He served eight years in the Obama administration as vice president. So going into that Oval Office, I'm sure that 81 million people and some of the 75 million people who voted for Trump know that he's going to be able to at least have some competency and do that job. Now, it was a beautiful ceremony, even though with the circumstances of the whole city being on lockdown and the coronavirus pandemic, it was a beautiful ceremony with beautiful music guests. And the whole day itself was just beautiful. Even though there wasn't the big crowds when he was down Pennsylvania Avenue going to the White House, he still got out. He still greeted the reporters that were there covering the ceremony and the walk down to the White House. But you could tell it was a very, very different circumstance than four years ago, eight years ago, 12 years ago. You could just tell. Not a lot of roaring like you usually hear. But it was a beautiful day, all in all. But you know, for what it is, it's a relief. You know, people always ask, why do you care about US politics so much? It doesn't affect us here in the UK. Well, you know, it does. It does trade-wise, military-wise, medicine-wise, economic-wise. International relationships matter. All which Joe Biden comes into office with plans to work with the UK, especially post-Brexit. Which he's an anti-Brexit politician because of his Irish heritage. But that's a whole different story, to be honest. He conveyed a unifying message about hope, democracy, working together, and even having civil disagreements, because in democracy, civil disagreements are perfectly fine. That's how democracy works. But all in all, it is a new page for the history books and a page that generations to come will look back at and go, that's what changed everything. We move back to UK news. Boris Johnson fears lockdown could continue into the summertime.
Now, you know what? Am I shocked? No. Am I sad? Yes. Am I angry? Yes. This is utter shambles. The PM has had good moments about this pandemic, but he's also had seriously incompetent moments as well. The late closing of everything and the late moments of imposing a national lockdown. The huge, I mean the huge mistake on easing parts of the lockdown sooner than they should have been. And you know what? I'm going to get a lot of hate for this, but sharing powers with the first ministers of the devolved nations and just not making the call for the whole UK. It would have been easier. You could have had one set plan. But because of the way that he's done it, people have died. And people are going to continue to die. And then there's the school problem, which I'm going to touch on too. But the list just goes on. He's had good moments with the vaccine, distributing it. People are getting vaccine quick. And this moment in time is the most important moment of this whole pandemic. But when will we see this government get their act properly together and give us, the UK citizens, the people who pay for them, who voted for them, a clear, strong and steady plan, which they will stick to. And on that, I'm moving on. This one's a short topic. It's on sports. I know, I do sports. Oh, it's kind of to do with the pandemic as well, but Tokyo 2020 Olympics to go ahead as planned, as there is, quote, no plan B. Well, no plan B. Here's one, just cancel them completely. There is going to be a 2024, meaning that there will be a 2024 Olympics. Well, currently Japan has declared a state of emergency in Tokyo because of increasing COVID cases. It's silly. It's insensitive to the athletes and the population of Tokyo for the event to go ahead. But it will go ahead anyway, because I do not have a choice. The athletes probably will not have a choice. Because of sponsors. And because that's their jobs. So if that's the case, then at least make sure that it's 1000% safe. No less. Or the results will be catastrophic. One slip up is all it takes. And we've learned that for the year 2020. It just takes one slip up. To go all down the pan. Now, I said I touch on the schools, and this just came out today. There's no clear sight on whether schools can reopen by or after the Easter holidays. 
Now, this week, all in all, the return to normal times and schools going back have been in question and have been on everyone's minds. And it's starting to really upset a lot of people. And it's annoying me. Like me, a lot of MPs, Conservative as well, are demanding that the Prime Minister and his cabinet releases a clear, in-depth, detailed plan for the schools returning. And right they be demanding it. By not having a plan, it means a delayed school return. And pupils facing major setbacks. Not in faults of them, but in the government's incompetency. It's... If they just had a plan to start off with, a proper detailed plan on what to do if cases spiked and what to do if this happened in scenarios, in scenarioed cases, then the schools would be fine. And even if it got to the point where they had to close the schools, they should have made in detail proposals for what individual schools should do for online learning because they're not. It's shambles. It's utter shambles. It's a mess. There's no organisation to it. There's just no no way of getting around it. No way of getting in the government's head that children are important and their education is important as well. They're not asking of much. Just a plan that'll get kids back into education properly. The education of the next generation is more important than opening bars and pubs and restaurants. And that's just that's just an opinion. That is my pure maybe insensitive but opinion nevertheless. Well, there you have it folks. This week's news. I'm going to start doing this more often, where I'll release a podcast on a Sunday. Mondays, I'll be doing nothing. And then through the week, I've started streaming. So I've started a Twitch channel called Will Games. And on a Tuesday, Wednesday, I play Among Us. No, no. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I play some Minecraft. Now that'll be maps and my survival but i've got some good stuff coming and i hope you enjoyed this podcast if you did make sure to share it around and if you did like this podcast and want to see more of my content go on to twitch it's will underscore games with two s's at the end i'll put a link in this i'll put a link in this if i can but anyway thank you very much for listening catch you on the flip side see you later guys